0: And welcome back to The Circle Opens, a podcast devoted to a chapter by chapter review of Stephen King's The Stand. Do you need an affordable source for Stephen King books, movies, collectibles, and more? Make sure to visit Secondhand Bookery at secondhandbookery.etsy.com. Listeners of this podcast can use the coupon code The Circle for 20% off their order at any time. And as always, there is free shipping to the United States. Again, that's SecondhandBookery at secondhandbookery.etsy.com. So before we begin today on Chapter 10, I just wanted to talk um, a little bit about the new It trailer that dropped at Comic-Con on Thursday. Well, I guess it dropped Wednesday, but we got it yesterday, Thursday. And um, I would love to hear what you guys think about it. I'm really excited. Um, I enjoyed the first uh, Chapter 1 a lot. Um, I had just read it for the first time, uh, the year, uh, chapter one came out, was that 2017? Um, I had never read it before, um, shockingly, it was, uh, a very intimidating novel, which is kind of funny given how many times I've read The Stand, <laughs> and, um, but I don't know, I remember when I was younger, my sister had a copy of it, and I kind of skimmed through it. And my morbid juvenile curiosity had heard about um, that scene in the sewers uh, at the end of the book. And I think I read that part. (laughs) So that was it. Um, But I finally decided to read the novel in 2017 just to hunker down and read it. And I read it over the course of about two months. And that book scared the bejesus out of me. It was terrifying. just the world building, uh, the interludes that King included, that showed us uh, Pennywise through the years, um, or I guess the decades. It was, it was a fantastic novel, and it definitely entered my top five um, all-time favorite King novels. Um, I do recall one evening my husband was out of town and the girls were in bed and I was laying in my own bed reading. And I had to, I had to stop. I had to close my closet door and I had to sleep with the light on (laughs) because I was so scared. So uh, I really enjoyed the first part of it, the movie, Um, even the changes they made. um, I think my only major gripe about that movie was uh, that they gave, basically gave Mike's story to Ben. Uh, Mike being the kind of historian of dairy, they, they switched that over to Ben for whatever reason. Um, and I kind of missed the turtle, uh, you know, at the end with the kids and the sewers. Um, I don't know. Was the turtle with the kids or the adults? I can't remember. Anyway, but they kind of took away the whole uh, how they defeated Pennywise uh, the first go. Um, looking at the trailer for chapter two, I, I wonder if that's where they're going at the end of the, the movie. I kind of spotted um, something that kind of looked like the smoke hole at the end of the trailer. So it looks like maybe they're incorporating more of the source material, which is really exciting for me. Um, <clears throat> so I'm really excited about the cast. I think that it was perfect casting all around. And I'm really, really excited to uh, see how they finish up this story in September. Um, So if uh, you guys want to shoot me a line, let me know what you thought about the trailer. Um, Excuse me, I'm still trying to get over this uh, Captain Tripp's flu I've got here. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. You can send me an email at thecirclecloses at gmail.com. Okay, so now that I've rambled on about the trailer for a few minutes... Uh, I just want to give you a quick recap of last week's Chapter 9. We met Nick Andros just as he was getting jumped by a handful of small-town thugs in Shoyo, Arkansas. And Nick is knocked unconscious but wakes up in a jail cell where he meets Sheriff John Baker. And we learn here that Nick is deaf and he cannot speak. But he wants justice for what happened to him, and the sheriff decides to help. The chapter ends with Sheriff Baker coming down with a nice dose of Captain Trips. Today in Chapter 10, we will travel back to New York City to visit Larry Underwood. When we see him again, he is waking up with a hangover and an unfamiliar bed. And he smells bacon frying. And slowly the night starts to come back to him. Um, He does remember that the girl's name is Maria, who is a oral hygienist. And King does uh, use a couple oral innuendos, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I'm not going to read those, you know. Uh, So anyway, uh, the two have spent the night together, and Larry recalls, um, while he's in this bed, he recalls a note that his mom left him the morning before. And she suggested that he take her to a Yankees game on the 4th of July. Uh, Alice has informed him that there were eggs and sausage in the fridge. And Larry is observant enough about this note to notice that his mom did not use dear Larry or love before her signature and Larry thinks to himself he says she didn't believe in phony stuff the real stuff was in the refrigerator so while Larry has been sleeping the day before Alice went out and she stocks the entire kitchen with everything Larry likes uh Cheesecake and ham, and she has a roast beef cooking. And um, she even buys him his own toothbrush and shaving supplies. And uh, it's noted that in this chapter, she has kept all his toothbrushes over the years. Um, I think that's kind of sweet. I throw out toothbrushes after they're done. (laughs) But Alice has kept all of Larry's toothbrushes, and she bought him a new one. And there's maybe no dear Larry on this note, there's no love mom. Um, but based on what she has done based on the kitchen and the bathroom, those two words of endearment are not necessary. And Larry thinks sometimes real love is silent as well as blind. At some point during that day, uh, Larry met Maria and the two had this wild drunken night. And now this morning she's cooking him breakfast and it seems pretty, you know, pretty simple. When she appears, uh, this is where it starts to go bad. Larry is quickly out of bed and getting dressed, and he tells Maria that he's got to go. He's got to go see his mom, and of course, Maria doesn't take this well. She doesn't actually believe that he's going to see his quote-unquote mom, and things kind of go from awkward to bad uh, as she continues to whine about his leaving um and larry being larry tells her that her bronx is showing and understandably maria takes offense to that she asks larry if he's some kind of racist and she's now doubting that he's even the real larry underwood with the hit record um but larry is in no mood to humor her maria is really angry now and it gets worse when she asks him what she's supposed to do with all the food that she's cooked And Larry suggests throwing it out the window. And for this, uh, Maria throws a greasy spatula that she's been holding, and she throws it at his head. The book reads, On any other day of his life, it would have missed. One of the first laws of physics was, to wit, a spatula will not fly a straight trajectory if hurled by an angry oral hygienist. Only this was the exception that proved the rule. Flip-flop, up and over, smash right into Larry's forehead. It didn't hurt much. Then he saw the two drops of blood fall on the throw rug as he bent over to pick the spatula up. So, yes, Larry is angry now, too, uh, because his forehead is bleeding. Um, Maria does not seem to care. Um, She's actually very hurt by his uh, sleeping with her and then dashing out the next morning. And she starts to cry, and she tells Larry that she thought he was a nice guy but he's not a nice guy. Larry's quick to try to get out of the apartment. Um, and he sees several, well, he sees multiple copies of Baby Can You Dig Your Man in her living room. Apparently, they had gone out to various record stores the night before to find a copy. And ended up buying over two dozen. Uh, Maria follows and tells Larry, she's calmer now. She tells him she's not mad. And he should call her. Larry knows he should just say sure and let that be the end of it. But instead, he laughs at her and tells her that the kippers are burning. And that was the wrong move, Larry. Uh, Maria begins to scream and comes after him. Uh, Larry bolts it out of there, and you can hear Maria screaming after him, You ain't no nice guy. He gets outside and finds the spring trees and the automobile exhaust is like perfume compared to the smell of stale cigarette smoke and frying grease in Maria's apartment. But things with Maria, they are not over yet. She opens the window, continues to scream insults at Larry, and she throws the glass jar of milk at him, followed quickly by the empty scotch bottle. Apparently they were mixing the two, which personally I think uh, sounds disgusting, but it is what it is. She has some pretty incredible aim and nearly hits Larry uh, before he takes off down the street until he is out of uh, around the corner and you know, out of the way, and only when he is safe does Larry admit to himself that he could have handled that better, Uh, and he treated her like, quote, an old whore on the morning after the frat house gangbang. Maria's reaction to his leaving reminds Larry of Wayne uh, Stuckey back in California when Wayne told Larry that there's something in you that's like biting on tinfoil, and so now Larry keeps hearing Marie in his head, telling him that he ain't no nice guy. But Larry, he he is a nice guy, right? He, he believes that he is. Um, this plays over in his head consistently. He remembers threatening to call the police on the people who refused to leave his never-ending party back at his beach house. And he remembers his friend, Sal Doria, saying... If this is what it does to guys like you, Larry, I wish you were still playing Sessions, it being success. And Larry thinks to himself, you know, but if Sal had been a real friend, why was he mooching off of Larry in the first place? So, you know, now Larry feels pretty sulky. He he is a nice guy. And you can see that Maria's words have gotten under his skin. Even a stranger he shared a one-night stand with has him pegged and it makes him uncomfortable. Larry ends, or I'm sorry, chapter 10 ends with Larry uh, getting into a cab to go see his mom at her place of work. She works at the chemical bank building, and he feels pretty guilty that he did not call her the night before. He didn't leave her a note, didn't let her know where he was going to be. So he needs to try and explain to her why he didn't call or come home. Um, Unfortunately, he has no idea what he's going to say. So it doesn't sound like he wants to tell her the truth. It sounds like he's thinking about lying. This was a brief chapter, um, but another one to give us an idea of the kind of guy that Larry is. He's not a bad guy, per se. He's just, um, he's kind of a jerk. He's selfish. He did treat uh, Maria pretty badly. Um, Even if she didn't handle her response in the most mature way, it was still a believable one. I mean, um, a guy comes over and you hang out and he stays the night and you're making a breakfast and he ditches out pretty quickly. Um, and so he doesn't, Larry doesn't have it in him to even placate her or be nice though. He tries to be honest and upfront and, uh, I guess he deserves some credit for that. I mean, he was going to see his mom, even if Marie didn't believe him. This is just a very awkward, cringy encounter, but it's an important one because Maria's words stick with him. You ain't no nice guy. Even away from Maria, he tries to convince himself that he is a nice guy, Um, but his actions sort of prove otherwise. Larry seems to have a lot of inner conflict about who he is. When he thinks about his bad behavior, he tries to find justification in it. When he feels guilt over his behavior, he tries to brush it off and place the blame elsewhere. So already I can tell, you know, Larry is a pretty complex character and his struggle will continue in uh, chapter 11, which we will get to next week. And again, I know that this is a short chapter, short episode, um, but we're kind of starting to get into uh, how Captain Trips is affecting the rest of the country. And next next week's chapter is going to kind of touch on that a little bit more so i just want to say thank you for everybody for sticking with me on this chapter and through this journey i apologize for the sound of it um i'm still getting over this cold and i'm recording this in the morning so i sound equally as terrible so i apologize um, but if you are enjoying the podcast please feel free uh, to leave me a rating or review on itunes um, if you have any thoughts about this chapter or any of the others that we've read so far, feel free to reach out to me at thecirclecloses at gmail.com. I have a few emails that I've gotten over the past uh, week and a half that I hope to read on next week's episode. So if you have any thoughts about, you know, the the stand so far, or maybe you've read ahead and you want to just talk a little bit about that, Um, If you have any thoughts on the casting or the news about uh, the Stand adaptation at CBS All Access or even the It Chapter, uh, drop me a line. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at The Circle Opens. And I think that's it for today. I hope that everybody is enjoying their summer. And as always, M-O-O-N, that spells see you next week.